Hello, and welcome to the Michael Allen Show. Um, so today's topic, we'll talk about um, just a male point of view about things. Uh, so I wanted to uh, group a, 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 a group of men together and just have a mature conversation about a couple of things. And I'm going to just, you know, introduce myself. My name is Michael. I'm Donovan. And you too. I'm Ryan Smelt. All right. And Huey. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to open it up. So, um, femininity versus masculinity. I'm just so. Uh, my whole thing is I don't really think that a man. So. So if a man is feminine. I don't really think that that necessarily makes him gay. He just has feminine qualities. What do y'all think about that? Uh, I agree. Yeah. What I don't get is equating femininity to weakness. Right. Because, I, I mean, women just... are strong. You know, they're very strong. So just because so so my so my view is like just because a, a a man doesn't like have like like tools or or mow the lawn and stuff like that like doesn't mean that they're necessarily feminine I don't think I don't even own a toolbox I don't even know how to use half the tools right. Ryan, what are you? Wrench. And then there's a monkey wrench and a screwdriver. That's all I know. So, uh, I, I think uh, my view is a little bit different primarily because uh, when I think masculine and feminine, especially as it relates to language, um, it's really just a characterization. So. Uh, primarily, if you look at uh, Spanish or, or German or something like that, they'll have feminine and masculine verbs. That doesn't mean man or woman. Uh, that's just the type as it applies, because many, like in Spanish, many feminine verbs are applied across the board, but it just ends with an A. So it's referred to as feminine because that's the quality they have to associate when they conjugate. Right. Yeah. I think um, some people talk about femininity is more like behavior as well. Because like me, um, I'm the only boy. Like my mom and dad, they both have like five kids, different baby moms and baby dads. But I'm still like the only boy. So I have like, I have like four older sisters and I have like three younger sisters. So me growing up with nothing but girls and everything, like I had some feminine traits about me and everything. And like people would call me a yeah, pretty boy and all this and that and everything. So I think um, it's more like behavior wise. Like people would be like, oh, he feminine, like he act a little gay, gay type stuff. And like they'll try to like stereotype it. Mm -hmm. But like just because a man can like have some feminine and like characteristics about him don't really mean gay. You know? It's true. Mm hmm. What about you? So, Huey, that, Go ahead. That's, a, that's an interesting perspective, Huey. Uh, uh, you grew up with how many sisters? 
I have a total of seven sisters. Holy smokes. I have three youngers and like four older. But then that's like not even counting my stepsisters because like my dad, he was a Rolling Stone. He was married like twice. So like sometimes he married women who had kids and they only had daughters. Mm. So it's like I grew up around nothing but women, you know. That's amazing. Like there's been times where like there's been times where like hanging out with my friends. Sometimes I had to put like even though I had some feminine ways, like I always was clean. Like I would like to take a shower every time we was done playing basketball. Like I would be ready to go take a shower, and some of my friends would just want to go sit on and play the game. But I'm like, ew, that's nasty. So like that's like a small example of like some feminine traits I had. Like um, I was always liking to like dress flats and stuff like that. So like there were times. I had to fight just to prove that, like, I still was a man, you know, like, I still was a woman. You know, like, even though, like, I was raised around women, I still could get down, you know, stuff like that. So would you also say that that's, like, a part of hygiene? Like, that's not, like, a feminine quality because you like to stay clean. I mean, they chose to be musty and smelly. <laughs> Well, it's I'm sad to say like um, it goes with the both. Men like I trust like I don't play basketball so like I don't travel this stuff like men we are like we we can sometimes like go like take a couple of days while taking showers like that. Like, I'm not saying all men are nasty or nothing like that. Right. I'm not nasty or nothing like that. I'm just saying like as far as men like sometimes when you keep yourself real clean like when you keep your nails clean stuff like that like people will sometimes just be like oh man that's a little feminine and stuff like that right but that was just a small example like there's bigger examples of ways like people can say oh you feminine like me since um i've always had hair my whole life and stuff and like growing up around girls and stuff like i've i picked up on how to do hair so i went to cosmetology school and everything and like even though but that sometimes helped me win girls and like get a bunch of girlfriends. Like sometimes being with my homies and stuff, they would joke around, be like, "Uh, he he do hair and stuff like and stuff," and they'd be like, "That's feminine," you know what I'm saying? So it's like people people um mostly characterize feminine with people's behavior. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up, Huey. Um, that reminded me of a time. So I was in the army and uh. We were deployed to Iraq, and of course, being in the army, you get dirty and whatnot. And uh, we all kind of came up with our own ways to take care of ourselves, whether um, you know that meant products or or just washing our clothes, taking our showers, whatever. And uh, there was there was actually a buddy of mine. He found that uh, I forget what it's called, but it's basically women's body spray from Bath and Body Works. Mm -hmm. Works really well. To just kind of uh, either help him take care of his gear and himself, or just put a finishing touch after a shower. And this dude, this like he's super clean cut. I, I guess the word would be uh, metrosexual. Super clean cut, very clean guy, not gay at all, super straight. But he liked to get that sweet pee after the shower to spray it on. Mm -hmm. And the the funny thing is, like initially we would. Uh, want to make a comment about that like dude what are you doing like we're in the desert nobody cares but at the end of the day it, it ended up being like he was kind of a, a trend setter or a standard setter 
So Ryan, so, so so first off, Ryan, thank you for you know fighting for our country, and you mentioned about you know so right now we're talking about showers and stuff, and so you were the army. So like, how often did you like get a chance to shower? Like that's got to be difficult. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question, man. Um, so it, it's pretty interesting because I like hearing you. It, it's funny how we kind of uh, brought the masculine-feminine conversation to a hygiene point because being in the Army, you see all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, initially, um, like, basic training, when you shower, we call them shower drills. You'd have, like, two minutes for 30 people to take a shower. So you're literally going in like butt naked behind everybody to just, you rinse off down one way, you soap up, you come the other way and you rinse off again and you're done. Um, so you, you get over yourself real quick, no matter what you think about yourself or other people in a situation like that. No, it's, it's time it's to get the job done. Distance. If you ask, those are definitely different conditions because you're out there being a hero, you're out there fighting for our country. So. Said sometimes we can care less if you got down with a um, fucking week without taking the sour. You still got down a hero in our eyes. You know I, mean, I, I mean, that's the way I see it too. <laughs> yeah. So those are definitely different conditions. Um, I, I think as far it's as guys uh, like me, like who will be so another thing that you guys are kind of making me think of is when we would be out in the field or, or deployed for days at a time, um, it's funny because you, you have the people who have normal hygiene, you have some people that, that don't, you have people that really like it, like they'll shower if they start to sweat. Um, and being put in a situation where you don't have ready access to hot water, so maybe we're in the field, maybe we can't shower right away, when you come back, like sometimes we didn't notice how much we take something like that for granted exactly until we don't have it and then we come back and we're like i'll tell you what there is nothing better than you know a few days in the field and you're getting all dirty and you come back and you jump in that hot shower that that's one of the our favorite things to do (laughs) it just feels so good to be clean after such a long time i bet because the closest we get to that is when the power goes off right same concept. But still, you can kind of like boil a pot and kind of, I guess, take a, a wash up, I guess. I don't know. Be it's, creative. You don't, you don't feel that cleanliness. You don't feel it. That's just for the moment. That's just... So something about some water. Something about a shower just, it's just good. Because there's pressure with the shower and you can feel the, the dirt and the day just moving off of you. So the next thing I want to talk about too is like like men with emotions. So I'm a pretty emotional guy, but I've like talked to some people that pretty much hide their emotions. And so when that happens, things get kind of bottled up, you know, like anger comes out different ways. How do you guys feel about that? Um so um that's, that's pretty interesting you bring that up. That, that was a really good question. As far as, um, as, far as the notion goes, that's a Go ahead, Hewitt. Oh, 
Okay, so yeah, as for, I was going to use emotions as in another example of like people mistaking um, feminine things as somebody being gay. Right. Like, as a man, like, you know, what I always talk, you know, men don't probably, you know, be tough about certain things. So, like, when you get those certain guys who are very emotional, you know, that's like being emotional sometimes, you know, people think that's like a girl trait. So, you know, there might be some guys who aren't gay, but they're very emotional. So, you know, that's feminine. And it's like they can sometimes be mistaken for being gay. So it's like, you know, we're just, you know, we're just taught men supposed to be tough, you know, like, don't right. talk about a lot of stuff. You know? And some hurt to feelings, sleep, that shit out of the you know, smoke a blind, or if you don't smoke, you know, have a drink or two, you know, take a couple shots, you know, keep it pushing, think of a way to get over whatever situation you're going through. All I know is the so older you know, I get, the more sensitive I become. Movies, cartoons will have me tearing up. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I cried about Lion like, King, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know I cried on like, and so let's not forget too, like men, you know, we're like we're human as well, and so people forget that. So that's like this stereotype of, you know, oh, so you know, you're not supposed to cry, you this, you this, like you man, this, that, and the third. So like, like we're actually human as well, and I think people forget about that. Because yeah, sure. people have their oh. own ideas about what it is to be a man. And that's why we're having this discussion too, you know, because I want to, you know, somewhat like, like, like this is a teachable moment for other men as well as women and stuff like that because, like, there's like this big stereotype yeah. for men. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you guys brought that up. Uh, it's when I think about emotions and how it relates to men. So I I think I've got two two different perspectives, uh, primarily because of the, like, the way I used to be and the, and the way I am now. Okay. Um, so obviously the, the way I was raised, um, and you can, anybody that looks at my, my Facebook profile picks up on this, uh, it was primarily, um, you know, bottle it up type deal. Uh, pretty stereotypical man, uh, don't show emotions, stuff like that. And so um, I joined the army, uh, had that experience, got out, and uh, throughout the last 15 years have had to um, either go see counselors or handle certain situations in my life. And the, the great thing uh, about the VA is they, they have a lot of that readily accessible for uh, veterans. And so I go there, I talk to these folks, sometimes in a group, sometimes in an individual setting, and I learned a lot about uh, mindfulness and like how how you handle those things that come up. So I I actually believe that men are emotional. Period. It's just how they handle them that makes it uh, you know in, based off of what we're talking about, masculine or feminine. But I also believe that uh, it's bad if you don't address it. So if I think a certain way about you or you make me feel a certain way and I don't address it, like oftentimes I know with myself, if I bottle that up, then later on it ends up coming out in anger. And that's one thing that I want to avoid 
in my relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, you, I agree with you on that. So can you talk about like as far as like how to go about doing it? So you say you're a vet, and so for those people who are watching or listening who are vets, can you talk about like how to go about getting that resource? Yeah, definitely. So um, I was kind of uh, pushed into it a little bit um, because I, I definitely didn't know where to go or who to consult with. But um, I also didn't know that the VA had those resources available. And so for any veteran wanting to follow somewhat of the, the normal path, I guess you could say, uh, scheduling appointments with your primary care physician through the, the VA hospital, Right. Will uh, then you just tell them, hey, I want to, uh, I want to be in group therapy, or I want to talk to a psychiatrist, or I have this problem. Now, most veterans, or at least a, a large portion of them, uh, do not really appreciate the traditional form, and there's many different reasons for that. Uh, number one, maybe you don't want one of your buddies uh, seeing you there. Number two, maybe you don't want the the VA or the government to know about that treatment and for well, situations like that one um, second so if they see yeah. you there then that's what i'm saying they're there for the same thing so i want to go ahead and say that too as well i mean don't necessarily Ooh. like so my thing is don't necessarily feel embarrassed because like you know mental health is important mental health is definitely important yeah. and don't feel like you should hinder yourself because your best friend's gonna pick at you or that type of thing. Yeah. But see, yeah. that goes yeah. into people thinking self-care is feminine. Well, I, I think it's important to know, uh, even as civilians, civilians and veterans, that uh, there are resources available, especially through uh, nonprofits, uh, to help with all kinds of things. So, um, on on our show, Biz Business and Brews, we actually had a lady on there, uh, Kimberly. She owns and runs Kimberly's Touch, uh, which is a 501c3 nonprofit, okay. which helps. Uh, she helps with um, uh, a little bit of uh, mental health, but primarily for cancer patients and cancer uh, survivors. But there's resources like that available to people, to veterans, to civilians. Uh, it's really just a matter of making sure that you are able to get the information. So it can be challenging, but uh, very helpful as well. Right. Thank you for that information. Um, so it brings me to my next topic, men's health. So I myself, I go to the doctor for a cut or for anything. I'm just like that. And so... Um, so I think it's super important for people in general to go to the doctor, but men too. Um, like, you know, go see therapy, go see uh, whatever. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we should go more often than we do and not wait till it's something really severe. Because chances are if you had went sooner, you could have called it before it got severe. Right. So also, too, I think, too, it goes back to that tough, like, masculine stereotype thing you know hey oh i'm hurting or i'm gonna tough this out and i mm -hmm. think that's where things get complicated i think yeah that reminds me because my growing up my dad anytime you didn't feel well anytime something was hurt 
My dad, he'd always joke about him, like, ah, oh, so just drink some tea. You'll be all right. Drink right. Some hot tea. Right. And everything. But now that I'm grown, you know, like, I, it kind of, it was embedded in, like, I always tough things out. Like, if I get a cold or something, I tough it out, you know, like, uh, if I twist my ankle or something, I'll tough it out. You know, I, I always go to, like, that especially if I'm in, like, severe pain and stuff. Um... As far as health-wise, you know, your body, yeah, your body needs to be healthy at all times. So I would advise anybody, you know, feminine or masculine, engaged, strictly, buy whatever. Like everybody's a little tested and everything, you know, for like STDs and everything else. You know, just make sure your body's healthy. You get physicals and everything. You know, the women get uh, boob job, not boob jobs, a uh, boob test. What's it called for breast cancer? Mammograms. Yeah. As far as health wise, I don't think that belongs to a feminine category or a masculine category. You know, everybody needs to be healthy. That's I agree true. with that. Um, in the army, especially early on. So, sorry, I'm gonna keep saying that because that's the only experience I have for my younger <laughs> self, but uh, in there we're, we're kind of taught and conditioned um, just kind of accidentally to just suck it up, you know, drink water, change your socks. And uh, later on, uh, I talked to a buddy in Germany and he was like, yeah, I got this desk job here and that's so that I could go to the doctor and I could address some issues that I've seen from deployment. Um, and now I'm over 30 and all my friends are like, Oh yeah, you know, I went and I had my colonoscopy and uh, making sure that you're you're taking care of yourself. I, I, I agree. I think it's super important. So the next thing I want to bring up is commitment. Like, so commitment oh. or or a lack of commitment. Do you think? Do you think? That that is an issue. I, I personally think it is. Uh, I think people, you know, these these shows, these like more poet shows, these all these shows are invented for for people who do that. And I think it look the the show makes it puts uh, it puts a bad label on men. Because like I was watching the show the other day, and this lady brought her man on the show, and that was her like fifth time bringing somebody to the show. It's like you've been tested five times, and all five of those men were not <laughs> your follow your child. It's like what were you doing? That type of thing. Now, so in that case, I do think the woman is responsible as well but a lot of that like is put on the man i think i think that goes to how we raise our boys differently from our girls because you know girls are always taught not to be promiscuous and guys it's like we might touch on it but then um you will see some guys praised for having sex early or wanting to explore it early. 
and see we can get away with stuff because we don't have to carry the burden of having another person inside of us right I think I mean that's the way it goes Africans because you know I know in other countries it might be different views but with America it's definitely we're raised on double standards like if a guy if a man comes home and he catches his son and, and with a girl, he's ready to praise it and go, yeah, good job, son. But if he comes home and catches his daughter and bend with a boy, he ready, he's ready to kill them both. So it's like women are looked, up, looked at really different in that aspect. That's what I have to say about that. I think uh, there are some certain uh, traditional values instilled in commitment. Um, for example, if you uh, look at the uh, government statistics on uh, basically employed and successful uh, individuals and families, a lot of that comes back to who had two parents around. Now, um, I, I think, I, I can't remember the study I read, I, I think it is in general, so it doesn't matter if it's the biological mother and father or a stepmother and father, as long as there's two parents in the household, that child uh, growing up, uh, graduating high school, and then not having children until after they're married, uh, those are the three primary things that set people up for success. So knowing that those statistics are out there that show that that's the result of it, I believe I agree with you when you say that these TV shows are out there and they're sort of cultivating this environment where this is somewhat okay or acceptable and it's not. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of doing a disservice to the children. So I think we as men need to keep that in mind. And that's, that's not necessarily to say that I think two people should stay together if they're unhappy. But I definitely think it's something to take into consideration before you start having children. So also, too, let me also say that I was raised in a single mother uh, household. And and so, you know, I didn't have that that male, quote unquote, male figure. But I myself don't want to be on more repose. I myself don't want to wonder who who my uh, child's mother is, et cetera. And so, yeah, let me put that out there. <laughs> Same here. Single mom. Uh, I grew up with two older brothers, but they were they were doing their own thing. But yeah, I I'm not trying to end up like those people. I don't even want so kids, to be honest. Question. So the uh, main the main question was you said as far as the cheating aspect though. Do you think cheating would be more in the feminine category or the masculine category? Is that what you're basically saying? Say that again. Because um, so I'm, I was asking um, is the main question as far as um the category cheating? Would you are you asking does it belong with the um, feminine or the masculine part? That's what you're asking. No, I was saying, okay, so the show like Jerry Spring and Maury Povich, all those shows are centered around men, I feel like. So 
they 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 tend oh, yeah. to yeah so they tend to focus on the 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 male point of view and so i, I think yeah, that person looks yeah, bad yeah 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 that person looks bad on us i think and so um i'm just trying to like like kind of like break that cycle like you should definitely know who you are sleeping with and it shouldn't be you know multiple people that you're like sleeping with and you're getting them pregnant and all that type of stuff but to the point about the show i say it it does what it does because we allow them to do that because of our own behavior well that's true too that's 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 true that's true um yeah i do believe that as well but if we can do that we can also change things i, I think it's all 50 50. i think um i think everybody cheats like i think men gay men straight men gay girls straight girls i think everybody cheats but living in the double standard country of america like just like I said, like a follower, we had everybody thinks different about boys and everybody thinks different about girls. Like a father would be happy to catch his son, but would hate to catch his daughter. Like this is a double country. So definitely, like as far as cheating goes, it's easier to like say, oh, okay, it's all men and all men and this and that, and, and make us look bad. Like the TV show Love and Hip Hop. Like, I'm pretty sure the girls be cheating on there, too, but when they want to get drama in the um, episode to get a whole bunch of views, they like to focus on the fact it's the guys who keep cheating. I mean, who keep cheating, sleeping with different women. And the girls who get crazy reactions because it's like, oh, I'm safe with you, but you're doing this and that. But in reality, everybody cheating. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. It's all 50-50. Women cheat, women cheat, women cheat, men cheat. I think everybody, everybody cheats, but I think some people cheat smarter. Indeed. Some people cheat smarter. Coming, coming back to uh, the point that was made about the, the commitment aspect, I, I do think that's super important. So pretty much regardless of you know, how each person in a relationship feels about the, the cheating aspect. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I, I think the commitment is, is what's super important. I, I know it can be difficult, uh, especially if someone is uh, tempted to cheat. Um, I don't condone it at all, but uh, I think that, that dedication, that uh, commitment to focus on and, and work on the relationship that exists is important, and I think that's what's going to help. You know, once two people have children. Cheated? What's that? How many interrupt? Have you ever cheated? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, okay. So I can I can take your opinion a whole more seriously. You were sounding like everybody would be like, "No, never cheat or anything like that." As long as you know the temptations that cause you to cheat. And you've been able to battle them and, you know, come out on top and learn your lesson from all stuff like that. Okay, I can feel what you're saying more. So, yeah, wait a minute. So, like to, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, not, not in the current relationship, but I feel like I got to where I am with my current relationship because of 
why you learned that I had to deal with up to this point. Why you learned that lesson. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Huey, back to what you were saying. So when you stated about like temptation, so I agree that's temptation. Mm -hmm. However, I just think I mean when you're focused and you're committed with that one person I just think they like 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 other things are kind of passed by like my thing is like I'm not gonna necessarily put myself in a predicament to where I am gonna cheat um so I'm not necessarily saying that uh, you know we should go around with blindfolds and you know that brings back to my um my next point in question but um uh, I just think that there's boundaries and uh, I feel like it's up to the individual man or woman to kind of be like hey this is crossing that line of cheating or etc and kind of back up mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, feel like, I feel like there's um, different aspects of cheating like Right now, it sounds like um, that type of cheating talk about like because of sex, and as me, as I tell every girl I ever talk to, like when it comes to a relationship, it's only like maybe 25% of you know, or it really loves sex, it's gonna be 50% of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But people can cheat in other aspects as well. You feel me, like? Oh um, yeah, texting, all that. So, yeah, um, yeah. It could be what a, a girl could give her all to God, her heart, her time, everything, her money, physically, emotionally, mental, all that to a guy. And a guy might not be sleeping with other women or stuff like that, but a guy can still be cheating because he could just be flirting with other women and ends up liking other women. Now he's giving his time to other women. And then time is like a big part of relationship wise too. So like as far as cheating wise go, yeah, like it's like it's lines you can draw, but then it's very thin lines, you know. You just gotta be smart about the whole situation. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So would you agree or not agree that men are visual creatures? Like, are we visual creatures? 100. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Explain. Definitely, we're definitely visual. Um, I call myself a hippie. You can tell so like, I like to go with the flow of things, you feel me? I don't like to judge people or anything like that. So, you know, when I met certain girls, some of them might not have had the looks. Parts and what I like, like me, 
Ass, ass, good, yeah, ass. You can say ass. I mean, I don't know who I listed. I just want to keep it No, no, ass. Like, girls would be like, men could be dating a queen and then would cheat on a queen with a girl who looked like two cents. And it's like, because we're these little guys, like that girl who looked at two cents might have had a fat ass, you know? And it's like, while you hitting in front of back, like, you can't see her face, shit like that. Or it's like, man, we're physical creatures, like, we're not emotional creatures. Like, you might go out here and literally just want to bust a nut on, like, a random person and stuff like that, but our hearts could belong to our wives or our boyfriends or whatever, you know? It's like... That's just how it is. I feel like women are like that too. So women are more discreet with it. And in this double standard country yeah. of America that we're living in, you know, men are more targeted. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, women are visual too because just like how we got sundress season, they got the gray sweatpants season. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if and then if you think about it, they chat with their girlfriends about who they with currently. Some discussion about the size comes up. So something visual matters. Right. That's, what do you think, right? Women are visual. Women can be visual creatures too, but they try to be like more classy about it. Like um, a girly girl would, you know, probably. Okay, I like him, but I'm not gonna fuck him on the first date. Then it'd be some girls who, oh, I like him, I'm about to fuck him now. And it's like America, not like when I say America, I'm talking about men and women. Mm-hmm. America will view the girl who's like, oh, I like him now. I'm about to just go ahead and fuck him now. America would view her like, oh, that's a nigga type shit. Like, she got a nigga mentality about her. And then they will look at the girl who's all girly, girly, crispy, pretty, classic about herself that goes, oh, I'm not going to fuck him on the first thing. They look at her like, okay, now that's a good girl. This and that. And I'm like, I don't even think that's fair because everybody... Like this, you feel me? Like if a girl says about like him, and I want to fuck him on the first date, like see, why should she be looked bad and frowned upon? You feel me? Like that's just how. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's an interesting take. Um, I think I agree with pretty much all of that. Uh, as far as men being visual and women being visual, I think we we both have uh, different qualities that make us visual, so maybe men are more so, and women are a little bit. Um, kind of sounds like uh, when it comes to women, a lot of times they're visual, but that's because, you know, uh, they're, they're imagining what situation <laughs> might take place, you know, like... Uh, if they, if they see a guy with a six-pack or something, maybe they have a, a picture in their head of, of what would uh, what would ensue. And, and guys, you know, uh, I feel like sometimes we have no limit. So if we see a good-looking girl with four clothes on. 
A girl well, could see a guy. I said, yeah, men wear way more visible than that. Like a girl to yeah. see a guy with a six pack and be like, oh, he's cute. I like him. And she could legit end up feeling the same way, having the same feelings for a guy without a six pack and stuff like that. But when it comes to men, like, we're way more visible. We'll be like, ooh. I like the girl with the big butt, and I'll take her over the girl with the flat ass any day type shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's my mom, like, my mom and my sisters, they always would say, guys fuck, oh, I mean, girls fuck who they want, and guys, we fuck who we can. Uh, Me, I'm if, I'm I'm not, if a guy had an option <laughs> to fuck two girls, and one girl looked better than the other, we don't give a fuck if the girl will look better. I mean, if the girl who don't look that good uh, uh, can cook our favorite meal every day, we don't give a fuck if the girl who don't look good uh, <laughs> plays our fake game or stuff like that. We're still gonna want to be visible. We're gonna go and we're gonna choose the choice of fucking a girl who look better. But women, they're visible too. Women will look at choice A and choice B and be like, well, A look real good, but B, he comes home and he asks me how my day is. So even though B don't look as good as A, I'm gonna choose B. So women are visible, but women are way less visible than men. Cause it's like, fuck, uh, we're gonna yeah. to sleep with girl with the big titties. <laughs> I also yeah. think that, uh, that which one you choose? That part is, um, as far as like life, I think that's what everybody like gay, straight, bi, or whatever. You feel me? Like um, even the gay guy, I feel like um like all right. Let me ask. Not trying to say is anybody getting on this? Uh, Both of us. Right I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So from a gay, all right. So from a gay point of view, are you gonna choose to sleep with the guy who had the big dick, but um, he he's not like all that emotional attached, or would you choose guys with the small penis, but he def but he enjoys everything you enjoy, like the same TV show, the same food, um, the so, same movies, all that. Which one would you sleep with? So I mean, which one would you choose? So for me, it depends. Like because like because the guy with the little penis, he could be like he could like so it could be small, but he could know how to work it. And, but, and but past the sex part, like what oh. I'm talking about, I, I think women are less visible than men because like what I was saying is like I yeah, I'll pass the sex part, like what about everything else like the guy with the small penis who don't look that good, he could be rich, or the guy with the small penis who don't look that good, he could actually care about the girl more than the guy who with the big penis who good. Right. So like even even past the just sex part like maybe the guy with the little penis know how to work it or whatnot but still like what about which one would you choose the like the attractive guy who who like doesn't really ask you how you're doing how your date was who won't rub your feet versus the less attractive guy who would give you his soul basically or some shit like um, okay, every time you come home, I'm cooking your favorite dinner, we can watch all your favorite TV show, all that together. Like, which one would you choose? For, for I would choose B. I'm about to say, for me, I have both, both, um, both sides, like, 
the, the man and the woman. And so... What you mean by that? Like, what like would you choose the Airbnb fight? If you had to get married tomorrow, but would you choose the attractive guy with the big dick who probably won't even ask you how your day was? Or would you choose the less attractive guy with the small dick but who cares about you, who will fix your dinner and all that bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Which one would you choose? Those of us that know him actually knows who he would choose. <laughs> if I had to pick, if I had to pick because I'm getting married, then I would pick the small, the smaller dick with the caring and passion side. <laughs> I'm sure what it goes. That right there means you're less visible because, like, like, that right there means you're less visible because as far as, like, as far as my aspect, like, me, like, I would end up picking the girl with the fat ass versus the girl who got the fat ass. Cause that, because men, we just visual people. But like you said, like, like to answer your question, yes, men, we are visual as fuck. Yeah. Simple as that. You're a man too and everything, and you're visual too. Yeah. Hey, you like, that's more emotional thinking. That's my opinion. Like, my opinion is that's more emotional thinking. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I like, uh, I like what we're talking about here. I think it's pretty interesting, especially uh, I appreciate the fact that we get multiple perspectives on this. But uh, I, yeah. I think where I There's I no disagree. right or wrong for people. There's yeah, no right I, or wrong to all opinions. I, I think where I disagree a little bit is uh, for the long term because Huey asked if we, you had to get married tomorrow. Um, so I, I think if, if any of us were in that situation, we would take a, a serious inventory of what we're looking at here. Right. You know, the attractive person versus the unattractive one. Because to be honest with you, um, if, if we're in it for the long term, me personally, if I go after the attractive one and she's just a terrible person, then what happens, you know, in five or ten years when she's just out running around on me and, and they're like, oh, I saw your wife last night. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't honestly. I didn't, didn't mean to say marriage. I didn't mean to take it there. I, I use marriage as an example to like try to stress the fact of getting which event, which option he would choose A or B. Yeah. So like, it was, like let's 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 just like because we're just talking about being visual. So like as so, far so as like we're like at a ball visual, or something you had to choose as far as a one night stand. At a bar okay. or one at the club, like let's just say a one night stand. Who would you rather sleep with? A the guy who's attractive, um, or B the person who's not. Like that, I was trying to basically like yeah. the um, answer. Like I didn't really make it as serious as marriage. I I see what you're saying. That makes sense. But yeah, definitely. Uh, like, like, so, yeah. One one night stand. Uh, you know, I agree. We're super visual. Yeah, visual yeah. as fuck. Like I know me, I'm visual. So like, my eyes be wandering. Huh? <laughs> my eyes be wandering. If 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 it looks nice, I'm gonna look. <laughs> um. So, uh, would you guys agree? Okay, so some men tend to find a partner that is 
a twin to their to their parent like to their parents and i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing so i know like some like some people that? like what you mean the question like some like some some men tend to pick like a spouse like say for instance like if you had to pick a husband or something like you would pick someone that's like kind of like similar to your mom. Yeah. In in uh, I think in Greek mythology they call it the Oedipus complex. But that's not just dealing with men. Like there are girls who accidentally end up marrying guys who somehow in the aspect reminds them of their funds. Like and there are girls who genetically DNA wise can't help but like certain men like um I have a girlfriend that's like skins meaning her like her mom her our granddad was white but her grandma was black. You feel me? And it's like although she grew up in the hood and she was always taught, you know, you know, you date black guys or whatever, not on a racist thing, but it was like you know, she dates black guys. She can't help but still be attracted to like other people, like white guys too, because you know her great granddad was white. So it's like there's that white DNA in her. So sometimes she can't help but I'll find some white guys just have two and everything. So it's like, oh, it's like everybody can sometimes end up. It's all about comfort. I'm being comfortable. Like if a girl. Who knows how to make your favorite macaroni and cheese the same way your mom knows how to do it? You might sublimity fall in love with it, like not even knowing it. Like it's like damn, like you make the you cook the same thing my mom. It's like damn, um, every time I come home, you got my kitchen clean the same way my mom did and stuff like that. Or sometimes girls can um, find a guy who. Reminds her of her father type shit, like, you know, calls her princess or baby girl like her father did, stuff like that. So I feel like that just goes both ways, men and women. Not just necessarily guys finding somebody who reminds them of their mom or whatever. Uh, um, I think also, too, uh, to go back to what you were saying, Huey, um, so I don't think I have any... Uh, white people in my family, but <laughs> but to me it doesn't matter if I uh, um, date a white man, black man, Hispanic man, or whatever. Um, so you know, so so uh, once I fall in love, I fall in love, and so I want to put that out there too as well. You know, just because. Like you know, like 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 folks that have like African American in their blood, they could go out and fall in love with somebody from the opposite race, and still be uh, successful. So I got I have a question then. Um, you you said it doesn't matter to you. Yeah. So what so what does matter? Like what's most important to you when you're you're looking for somebody? Um, respect, uh, trust, uh, definitely commitment. Um, so for me, honestly, like it doesn't matter for color. Uh, people are people. I just think that people have have 
what can I say? I'm just looking for those qualities in a person. Definitely. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. But alright, so back to the question, um, like you said, do you think only is dealing only with men who will sometimes find a spouse that reminds them what? or makes twin level with their parents? Like, what do you like? What? About like if you like, do you have a boyfriend or girlfriend right now? No. Or are you single? Single. You single. So if you were to um get a, a boyfriend or something right now, like what would you want that boy? What traits would you want that that boyfriend to have that would make your boyfriend sort of like the twin to your mom or your I wouldn't. Uh, would you want your boy uh, to cook like your mom? Would you want your boyfriend to be strong and firm like your father? Or would you want your like what would you want your boyfriend to do that would make you comfortable and like make your boyfriend explain to your mom or your dad? So I definitely would want my uh, husband to be uh, masculine and and kind of strong like my dad um i definitely do want him to uh cook uh, because my my mom can definitely cook some macaroni and cheese and fried chicken and stuff like that and so those are qualities as well um um i do want him to be like creative um because you know i like to make things and and art and stuff so like yeah so like some similarities um and then again like he doesn't really have to uh have those things i was just saying for like some people uh people tend to find find a spouse that kind of like similars their their parents now as for me uh they don't have to have those characteristics of my mom because i already have them So when they meet me, they meet me and my mom at the same time. <laughs> so my next question is, well, not really a question, but from boyhood to manhood, what are some qualities that you think that would like kind of carry over into like your 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 manhood, your your adult self? So basically, the question you're asking is, uh, what, how are we molded when we're young that carries over? Are you asking only about the good qualities, or, or are you asking also about the, the bad qualities that the, carry over? Uh, uh, the bad qualities, uh, because like, like those bad qualities, you kind of learn from those, and then you kind of learn from not from to do them. So, yeah, definitely yeah, both. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think my number one experience so i'll talk about a, a good one and a bad one so a good one i think is respect uh that is something that was instilled in me um i was uh one of the few uh lucky enough and i'm grateful that both my parents were together uh until i moved out of the house uh, <laughs> they got divorced uh a few years ago i joked around with them told them they were too old to do that but uh the number one thing that they instilled in me while they were together and we were at home was respect. It doesn't matter who you talk to, uh, doesn't matter 
if they're a man or a woman, tall, short, black, white, doesn't matter. You respect everyone. Um, I, I believe that's something I've carried over besides the fact that you're forced to do that in a way in the military. Uh, I think it also made me more successful while I was there. And then, so that's a, the good quality. I'd like to believe that uh, I treat other people with respect. Uh, the bad quality is um, I, I kind of had, um, so, so my, I still kind of do this. Um, a lot of the males in my family do this, but we'll get into a tight spot, like say I'm working on something here and I can't get it to work. Um, then eventually I'll get frustrated and I'll get angry. And it's almost like I go from zero to a hundred too quick. Um, and thinking back, uh, I saw that in my dad a lot when I was growing up. Um, the advantage I have now is because I recognize that and I got uh, some, some mindfulness training and, and therapy sessions through the VA that I was able to recognize it and kind of work on it and uh, hopefully put that at bay. But uh, I think my good quality is respect and my bad quality is the uh, basically controlling my emotions or learning to control my emotions. So one second, so I'm, so I'm using a program for my podcast and it is almost up actually for a lot, the, the, the allowed time to do the podcast. And so I'm going to uh, end with that question, but I want to continue the conversation. Um, so that concludes this um, podcast. Thank you very much for joining me and I'll talk to you soon.